Davidson. I'd like you to join me and the ministers of music from here, Water of Life Church in Plano, Texas, as we minister the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus, which is the power of God. Turn to John 1.29. I have a beautiful passage we're going to look at. John, uh, St. John 1, not St. John, John 1. I love the Bible writers. All right, John 1, 26. John answered them saying, I baptize with, well, let's start in 25. The Pharisees asked John the Baptist and said unto him, Why baptize thou then if thou not be that Christ, nor Elias, neither that prophet? John answered them saying, I baptize with water, but there one standeth among you whom you know not. He it is who coming after me is preferred before me, whose shoe latchet I am not worthy to unloose. Look what John knew. He knew that the, that the Messiah was per, prefer, preferred before him. And it says, these things were done in Bethurea beyond Jordan where John was baptizing. Now look at verse 29. Isn't this beautiful? The next day, John seeth Jesus coming unto him. John sees Jesus coming to him. And what does John say? And he saith, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. John the Baptist, Jesus' cousin, older than Jesus by six months or so, sees Jesus coming. And what does he say? He says, Behold the Lamb of God. Behold the Lamb of God. Do you realize that John the Baptist knew the gospel? He absolutely had a revelation of the gospel or he wouldn't have said, behold the lamb. Now, where did John get, behold the lamb? What is John talking about when he says the lamb? Why did he call Jesus the lamb? Turn with me to Exodus. We are going to do the basic milk. Get out your sippy cups and let's take a look. Exodus chapter 12, verse 1. And the Lord spoke unto Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, this month, Shall be unto you the beginning of months. They're still in Egypt. They're getting ready to go. He said, This month shall be unto you the beginning of months, and it shall be the first month of the year to you. Speak you unto all the congregation of Israel, saying, The tenth day of this month, that the, they shall take to them every man a lamb, according to the house of their fathers, a lamb for a house. They're taking in a lamb into the house. And it says, verse 4, And if the household be too little for the lamb, let him and his neighbor next unto the house take it according to the number of the souls. Every man according to his eating shall make you count for the lamb. And your lamb shall be without blemish, a male of the first year. You shall take it out from the sheep and from the goats, and you shall keep it until the 14th day of the same month. Notice that lamb's hanging out with you for four days. You know, we had a lamb in our house. We called him Sam the Lamb. He was a newborn, spent several, uh, about a year with us. And Sam the Lamb in the house, boy, do they bleat. They bleat all day long. So they got this lamb in the house for four days. You think my, they might have gotten a little attached to the lamb? And it says, verse 5, Your lamb shall be without blemish. A male the first year, you shall take it from the sheep and from the goats. Six, and you shall keep it until the 14th day of the same month. And the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it in the evening. Seven, and they shall take of the blood of that lamb, that little lamb, 
And they shall strike it on the two side posts and on the upper door post of the houses wherein they shall eat it. They wiped it on the door posts, on the doors. And they shall eat the flesh in that night, roast with fire and unleavened bread and with bitter herbs shall they eat it. Eat not of it raw, nor sodden it all with water, but roast it with fire, his head with his legs and with the pretense thereof. And you shall let nothing of it remain until the morning. And that which remaineth of it until the morning, you shall burn with fire. And thus shall you eat it, with your loins girded, with your shoes on your feet, with your staff in your hand, and you shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. Uh, Verse 12, for I will pass, I will pass through the land of Egypt this night and will smite all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast. God is going to kill every firstborn Egyptian. Kill them. And he said, and against all the gods of Egypt will I execute judgment. I am the Lord. Anything they worship, their gods, he was going to execute judgment. 13, and the blood shall be to you for a token upon the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. I will pass over you and the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you when I smite the land of Egypt. When I see the blood, I will pass over you. Now, turn with me to Leviticus 4, verse 30, verse 27. This is God speaking to Moses. And if any one of the common people, that's us, sin through ignorance, while he does something against any of the commandments of the Lord concerning things which ought not to be done and be guilty. Notice it doesn't say if he out and out breaks the Ten Commandments because when you did that, forget the lamb, you're dead. Here come the rocks. But this is a different case, 27. And if any one of the common people sin through ignorance while he does something against any of the commandments of the Lord concerning things which ought not to be done and be guilty, 28, or of his sin, which he has sinned, come to his knowledge, and he shall bring his offering, a kid of the goats, a female without blemish, and for his sin, which he has sinned. Skip down to verse 32, because this is going to repeat it. Verse 32, and if he bring a lamb, a lamb for a sin offering, he shall bring a female without blemish. And look at this, he shall lay his hand upon the head of the sin offering. He's going to lay his hand on the lamb, and his sin is going to pass to the lamb. Do you hear that? God said, you put your hand on the animal, and your sin will pass to the animal. Do you see why God says, don't lay your hand suddenly on any man? All right? Slay it for a sin offering in the place where they kill the burnt offering. And the priest shall take the blood of the sin offering with his finger. And he'll put that blood on the horns of the altar, a burnt offering. And then shall pour out all the blood thereof at the bottom of the altar. All the blood that's in this lamb, he's going to pour out to the bottom of the altar. Verse 35, and he shall take away all the fat thereof, as the fat of the lamb is taken away from the sacrifice of the peace offerings. And the priest shall burn them upon the altar according to the offerings made by fire unto the Lord. And the priest shall make an atonement 
for his sin which he has committed. That word atonement is covering. Covering. He's going to cover the sin. He's not take it away. Cover it. Cover it. For his sin which he has committed, and it shall be forgiven him. Let's go back to John 1, 29. John 1, 29. And the next day, John. John seeth his cousins. We've been talking about cousins. John seeth his Jesus coming unto him and said, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. John knew why Jesus came. You know why he knew? Because God told him, you're getting people ready to see my son. You're getting people ready for Jesus to come. They were being baptized in water so that Jesus could come, so that they could clean up a little bit because the Messiah is coming. And John sees him in the distance coming toward him. And look what he says, behold, the Lamb of God. Turn with me to 1 Corinthians no, turn with me to Luke 22. This is Jesus. He's at the Passover. He's at the Passover dinner himself. And he makes, an, uh, he makes some amazing statements. I'm going to begin in verse 13. And they went and found as he had said unto them, and they made ready the Passover. That was uh, Peter and John. And when the hour was come, he sat down. Jesus sat down. And the twelve apostles sat with him. And he said unto them, with desire... With desire, I have desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. I wanted to eat this with you before I go to the cross. I desired with a great desire. I really wanted to sit down and have this dinner with you before I go and suffer. You see the love of Jesus? Amen. All right. And he says, and when, the, and when the hour was come, he sat down, the twelve with him. He said, with desire, I have desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. And I say unto you, I will eat no more thereof until it be fulfilled in the kingdom of God. And he took the cup and he gave thanks and he said, take this and divide it among yourselves. For I say unto you, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God shall come. And he took bread and he gave thanks. He gave thanks for the bread and he broke it. Do you realize right now this man is taking the bread and he's breaking it knowing it represents his own body that in several hours is going to be broken. Do you realize he knew what he was doing when he broke that bread? He knew his own body was going to be broken. And he said, he said um, this is my body which is given to you. Do this in remembrance of me. And likewise also he took the cup after supper saying, this cup is the New Testament in my blood. In my blood, he said, which is shed for you, which is shed for you. Jesus knew like the lamb had to be offered, Jesus was getting ready to be offered. And he knew just like the lamb that was offered, blood poured out, Jesus' blood was going to be poured out. No wonder Paul said, behold, the lamb of God. Turn with me to 1 Corinthians 5, verse 7. In the middle of this verse is a marvelous statement. It says, Purge out therefore the old leaven, that you may be a new lump, as you are unleavened. Now look at this next statement. For even Christ, our Passover, our Passover, 
is sacrificed for us. Do you see that? What is our Passover? Our Passover is Jesus. Did you know we had an offering just like they did? Did you know that Jesus became our Passover offering? Do you know that blood, when you believe in what the blood did for you, will stop the devil? That you overcome, you'll be justified from your sin. You'll be sanctified from your sin. You'll be made righteous. You'll be redeemed, redeemed, ransomed from the devil because that blood was poured out. Just like the lamb in Leviticus, Jesus became our sacrifice. He became our Passover. If you have faith in that blood, it will clean you. It'll take the sin totally out. It won't just cover it. That's the wonderful thing about the cross. Do you realize people admire the Old Testament? They look at the Old Testament. But you know we have something a million times better? A million times better? That blood doesn't cover your sin. It takes it away. It totally takes it away. It totally cleans you out. That was the sacrifice of Jesus. Turn with me to 1 John 2. We're going to finish there. 1 John 2, verse 1. My little children. This is the aged apostle John, the one that set up the Passover dinner. He said, my little children, these things write out unto you that you sin not. And, I love it. It's not but, it's and. And oh, by the way, when you sin, and if any man sin. We have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. And he is the propitiation of our sins. And not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. The whole world. Do you hear what John the Baptist said? Behold the Lamb of God who taketh away the sins of the world. The world. Jesus became a Passover lamb. It says that in Revelations. The lamb slain, standing in the middle of the throne. Jesus became a lamb, just like the lambs in Leviticus and Exodus, but so much better. That lamb took on the sins of the whole world. The whole world. You know what that means? That includes you. That includes you. I had a person once come to me. In fact, they worked with me for a little while when I first started in the sign business. And they were feeling all condemned about a certain situation. And they came to me and they said, I can't get rid of the guilt. I said, you don't know what Jesus did for you. I said, you have an offering. I said, in the old days, they would take that lamb and they would bring it to the priest and the priest would kill it and they'd take the blood and they'd pour it out and that sin was covered. I said, well, you have an offering, and his name is Jesus. I said, and he was offered on the cross for you. You have the offering. You have what it took to appease the Father. You have what it took to make the Father happy. You have what it took to make the Father satisfied concerning your sin. Did you know you have an offering? Do you know, thank God, it's one offering, one you know, with some of us back in those days, we'd have had to have a flock of sheep, little lambs, uh, less than a year old, because we were going to be there all the time. But this sacrifice, 
one sacrifice for sins forever. And not only that, it has the ability in this sacrifice to stop you from sinning. It will deliver you, redeem you, and you will stop from sinning. Do you realize that? Do you know what a comfort that is? That blood that was poured out of Jesus' body has the ability, the strength, if you believe in it, to stop you from sinning. Why? Because we are redeemed. We are set free from the devil. We are ransomed from the devil by that blood. Do you believe it? If you believe it, if you hang on to it, if you look at it, if you trust in it, it will take your sin and it'll take the reason you sin away, away. And you will be totally justified just as if you had never sinned. What a glorious sacrifice that Jesus made for us. Behold the Lamb of God that taketh away, taketh away, not cover, taketh away the sin of the world. Thank you for joining Kathy Davidson and the ministers of music from Water of Life Church. She would love to hear from you. You may reach her by email at kd at kdwol.com. Or you may write her at Kathy Davidson, Care of Water of Life Church, Post Office Box 861-327, Plano, Texas 75086. You may find her on the internet at www.kdwol.com and on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, God bless.